Hello, podcast. This is part two of my conversation with the Browns. Uh, Curtis is long-winded when he talks, so we needed to break this bad boy up into two parts, which is uh, which is good for all of us because we already have folks following us right now because it's, it's good to get other people's perspective on life. It's good to get other family members' perspective on the struggles they go through in their marriage, raising children, raising children, and being husband and wife during a time of uncertainty of a uh, coronavirus. You know, everybody, I think, is on uncharted territories because when you're used to going to the store, for instance, uh, you have to think twice about it. And stock up while you can and how does that affect a family in the sense of you know you have children you want to make sure they have that consistency of a normal schedule and have the you know their favorite foods for instance or or barbecuing and still trying to maintain your own fears and your own concerns and your own worries and 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 walking that faith walk like trying to implement that faith walk in front of your children like how does that play out with you modeling your faith in front of your children during like for instance a a perfect time that's Eliana laughing she's getting her hair combed by the way everybody tell Eliana hi Eliana tell everybody hi and she waved she's just so cool you know so cool so we got Elijah over here limping because, you know, he plays rough with his father and then he gets hurt. He's the baby in the bubble. So, but anyways, uh, how do you walk out your faith walk in, in front of your children and balancing being vulnerable and yet providing them the, the security and strength that they need? Oh, that's a big question. That is. Because, you know, we raise our children and we want to impart our faith to them, especially being raised in the church since birth. And, you know, you guys go to Angela's church with Pastor David. And, uh, like, how do, how do you role model it, but, like, live it, walk it, so that it's not, like, fake? And just being real about it. Um, I think that's it, just being real about it. Because I'm right. not... Um, um, hold on, Eliana, can you lower that? Can you lower it? She's listening to her cell phone, and that's okay. Um, this is a this is a that's a question. That's a big question, and it's a great question right now because, believe it or not, you know, you fast forward five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. And your children are are in their adulthood, their early adulthood. I mean, they're going to be remembering. You know, it's not everybody's memory that the rest of the school year was canceled. Yeah. It's not everybody's memory to, to you know, have a mask every time you go out. You know, of course, we teach our children to wash their hands all the time. But, like, this is for real. Yeah. There's no compromise in, you know, not staying healthy and in the precautions that follow but like with your faith you know how do you you know yes we stay real but like are there some examples of there's been a time where you're challenged in your faith and you're going through something 
and oh, you yeah. you want to allow your children to, to see your humanity but still offering that strength so monday for instance um i was uh, let's see the week following monday um i was just being attacked um by the enemy and the it seemed like the more i prayed and the more i worshiped um the louder the enemy got and um to a point where i couldn't even focus on what the kids were telling me yeah um so i was giving the enemy more credit and time that he deserved and so finally Space in your head yeah yeah and so finally monday um i i literally like ran to the garage and i called my pastor and i was like hey pastor are you busy and he was oh no what's up and i just lost it i'm like, can you just pray for me i'm being tormented i you know what i just said like i the more i pray that the louder he gets and right i i don't know what to do like i i don't know what to do mm -hmm. so he him and sister monique prayed for me and um i go to the garage because that's where i can just cry mm -hmm. and you know leave whatever there and then i hear these little i hear the the gate open up and i'm in the middle of being a mess crying and stuff and here comes Eliana mm -hmm. and I'm like, shoot. And she looks at me and she is like, mommy, what's the matter? And I said, uh, I, I was on the phone and I just kind of told her, hold on. And so when I hung up, um, she's wiping my tears and hugging me. And I turned to her and I said, mommy's scared. And she was, oh, it's okay. And I said, uh, she's like, what are you scared of? And I said, I'm just, I was scared. So I had to call pastor and pray for me and we just hugged each other and then she took off you know she took off to go ride her bike yeah and then I was like Eliana please be careful mm -hmm. and she goes mommy I have faith that nothing's gonna happen to me yeah ma'am and I was like I just bawled again I was class like, in session oh my god you know so I learned that this week if I'm, if you're prayed up and you're worshiping and you're, you have worship music playing in your house and you have um, preaching playing, there's no time for the enemy to attack you. Taking the steps to have dominion over your thought life and your yeah. mind. Yeah, because it was, it, it was a spiritual attack that was just no joke. Right. And oh my gosh it was just awful but you know um i was hearing a preacher say that you know you just have to listen for the whispers Amen. because god doesn't he doesn't yell at you right. the enemy is the one who yells at you Amen. and the thoughts were just so loud um you know, and because the Lord, he, the Lord doesn't have to scream because he's just here. He never leaves. Right. And so that's what, that's what I learned out of being in this spiritual battle. Um, and I let 
you know, I'm glad Eliana see me, Elijah see me cry too, because, you know, I'm not always strong. Right. And um, as much as I have faith and um, as much as I worship and stuff. You're still the, human. I'm still human. And so the way I I do it is I walk around the house singing mm-hmm. and I walk around the house um, praying, speaking in tongues, and Eliana's picking Which, up. Which, by the way, you've been doing that since you've been able to talk and walk, is walk around, like a three-year-old singing uh, church songs. And yeah. I remember my mom, when she left my dad for a spell and she was staying at your house, and she told me when we all got back together to move, and moved back in our house, she's all... Every time I was feeling low and every time I was ready to give up, Cookie walk around the house singing praise and worship and you were just yay high. So the Lord will use your children. You know? Yeah. And you know, yeah. you don't lose what you, you find in the Lord. You didn't you never lose your song no matter what circumstances yeah. you're going through. Yeah. And so Eliana walks around singing, uh, this is how I fight my battles. Mm-hmm. My uh, victories in Jesus' name and mm-hmm. uh, I think and, you know, that surprises me. I, and I sing not even knowing that she's listening. Yeah. And not even knowing what that. What she's absorbing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that that is how I walk out. And I think that's the way you raise some of the healthiest children is knowing uh, that my mom and dad, you know, they weren't always strong. They did have their challenges, uh, and they walked out their faith in front of us, but they were real about it because, you know, some people, you, they never see perhaps their their parents have a, a disagreement mildly. Don't be fighting in front of your children, please. Especially now, you know, they 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 say a domestic uh, calls are, yeah. are, <laughs> are, are rising. Uh, they're getting more phone calls, and... We're cooped up. Yeah. You know, these people who have been married for all these years always were busy on the run with their careers and their sons had sports and their daughters had this and that. And now they're stuck and they have to relearn each other. They have to relearn their uh, that they like each other and and relearn, you know, their children. Yeah. And still provide the consistency and strength and like no matter what happens i'm here i'm going to protect you i know that the children get online and they hear all the news of what's going on but as parents to walk it out to be the most authentic and be like you know what we're not superman and superwoman we're your mom and your dad but we're going to protect you but there's going to be times where we got to exhale yeah and this is this is the problem solving and this is the social and emotional development that you're displaying to them. So then when they do get older, they don't live in this fantasy world or this pretend world that doesn't exist. It's not realistic. Yeah. That people are going to hurt them. That mm-hmm. people are going to leave them uh, because for whatever season they're in. But that it's all right. You know, yeah. it, it, everything will be all right. So how do, how do you, Curtis... Because Curtis wasn't raised in church. So he meets Valentina. He meets a preacher's kid. Like, how how do you deal with the... And I'm not calling you a heathen, but uh, you weren't raised in church. 
the way we were like 10 yeah. times 10 times a week according good. to curtis we are overchurched. me and cook are <laughs> overchurched. you know he 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 meets us and he's all like it's just not that serious you guys but that might be a true statement because everybody that we went to church with and we looked up to are doing the they, total opposite they blew like um leaves in the wind yeah yeah so maybe we were overchurched. And maybe we were unrealistic <laughs> about people not being human. Yeah. So when, we, as children, we we uh, we grow up, of course, and we see these people who try to always instill in us, you know, the right, make the right choices. You know, don't settle for the first guy and, and save yourself for your marriage and, and just keep on going to church. And then these these role models just bounce. You know, because Elijah puts on music. I mean, he listens to good music. Yeah. And I'll start singing along with it. And then the Holy Spirit just uh, checks me. Checks like, you. Hey, Checkmate. Calm down. Yeah. You don't need to be singing that. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Real quick. Just like the other day on the podcast, I said, you know, what? <laughs> listen to music, but try to stay away from that gangster rap because you're going to wind up catching a case when somebody walks in the kitchen and asks you what's for dinner. It just it just will hype you up, you know. And we don't need to be hyped up right now. So, Curtis, how did, how does it feel like coming into an overchurched it was different. atmosphere? Different. Uh, took some getting used to. Uh, it was okay being, you know, like they said, they came from uh, church on church on church, right? At church on Sunday, two three times, and right, and you know, and. And and Tata, uh, bless that man's heart. Boy, oh boy, that man could speak. So they could be there for maybe an hour, maybe five. It right. depends on what he feel like talking. And yeah, that's just not okay. So <sighs> yeah. it's okay, it's okay. I've mentally gone through therapy for them for these purposes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so I, I was raised, you know, Hollywood and, you know. Yeah. Wild lights and you know everything Vita Loca. else you can imagine, so to speak. And uh, it was different. It was a different atmosphere, a different ball game, so to speak. It was very different. Um, Were you intimidated but, by it? Uh, I don't think intimidated is the right word. Um, skeptical. Okay, so I was initially skeptical because. Anybody and everybody knows not everybody who preached who preached the word is preaching the word for him. Right. And and um, you know, and with that in mind, I've come across a lot of uh, ungodly folks trying to teach about mm-hmm. God, which is weird. You know, that's like uh, it just didn't make any sense right. to to me. So. So you I came into it like really not trusting. Yeah, I don't. I didn't have a whole lot of uh, trust in the people delivering the word. Now, I don't get that twisted with where I was or am with my faith and all that. It's just I didn't have a whole lot of faith and trust in the people giving the word. Right. Especially when it comes down to them trying to take tithes and and stuff for right. me. Yeah, when it's like, you know, I just can't quite see how how that's supposed to be okay. Yeah. So, you know, uh it was it was interesting and different to come in there and, 
and see how <clears throat> to see how they are and and see how how honest and real and you know and authentic they were and they being my uh nana and Tata, her her grandparents your in-laws my in-laws and um yeah that you know that gave me a lot more faith in people talking to me about it because they weren't fake yeah because i could i i saw what it truly looked like they weren't you know flossing all these jewels and furs and big fancy cars right. and whatnot don't get me wrong that man collected cars but did you see those kind of things Ooh, coming up with churches yeah man you see the you go to the liquor store because you know i'm out hanging out and i'm doing me go to the liquor store and and and, and the pastors in the liquor store getting liquor to go back to his car right. with a woman that's not his wife. Right. And you're supposed to listen to this man on Sunday? How'd right. that work? Yeah. How does that work? So it turns you off, of course. Yeah, man. I and so you meet like two so people. It was, it was a trip. It was. Who are devoted to their faith. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was different. It was a trip. It was a trip, but it was a good trip. That weren't balling. That weren't yeah. taking the ties and offering and, yeah, and, and no, buying Cadillacs. Were, Nah, they were living and struggling like every other they were inviting natural them to the human thrift being. Store. And, yeah. You know, I never went to a thrift store before. Yeah. <laughs> you hang I around went, you Nanantata, know. you're going to be at that segunda sooner or later. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Buying oh. stuff you don't need. Yeah. Like we do. Yes. Did yeah. they introduce you to to a relationship with the Lord? Um, I won't say introduced me because... I did have one, mm -hmm. uh, but they definitely um, helped me build it. In fact... Yeah. Cultivated it? Yeah. In fact, um, one of the first uh, times that I met uh, Tata, he gave me a book, and he said... Um, and he was like, you know, he was telling me, you know, because my dad died when I was... Uh, five mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he was telling me how he didn't know his his uh he he had said you know he didn't get to really know his father that well because you know his father was there but not really there you mm -hmm. know always working or right. not working drinking and angry and you know hitting at them or whatever mm -hmm. and uh he had a book and he said um and he said, you know, so somebody gave me this book to read. He said, you know, because I didn't really know my father. He said, but I'm not really a big reader. And he goes, maybe you can read it for me and tell me all about it. And it was oh, a he book. set you it, up. Yeah, and it was a book, uh, knowing my, knowing my father in Jesus, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And yeah, so you know that was my first encounter, and I was like, okay. Did you read it? I did not. <laughs> I'm honest. Oh, I look, yeah, keep it real. I didn't read it. I did not. And sometimes maybe, yeah, but you didn't I got read the. It and that was. You didn't maybe you know, read the book he he maybe suggested, but you saw him walk it out. Like Usher, yeah. He yeah, walked it out. Yeah, he yeah. was 100. He yeah. already graduated to glory, uh, but he walked out what he preached yeah and wasn't really mm -hmm. shy to uh keep what the lord the grace that the lord extended him he was not shy at all about turning around and giving it away mm 
he was not. And he, he was on a mission. Yeah, he was. He was on a mission. and But it wasn't like... Okay, so for some of y'all that might be a lot like me, where when you think of, of uh, folks, you know, Christian, super Christian, over Christian, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And sometimes you're like, Religious. you know, you get, you get a little uh, overly uh, intimidated or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That man was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember yeah. one time we were coming from uh, the junkyard because with Nana, you're going to the Segunda. And with him, you're going to the junkyard. Right on. And um, Carburetors. Man, sweet. And, and just going through random, just sitting there in the junkyard, going through car by car. Another situation. Anyway. <laughs> and we're coming out of the junkyard, and um, we're stopped, and we're waiting to turn. And he starts to go, and a car is passing by. And um, he kind of missed, he missed that car somehow. <laughs> and we barely stopped. The car honked and flipped him off <laughs> without missing a beat. He goes, ha, ah, they must know me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, it was funny. It was Took funny. no offense. None whatsoever. It was really hard to ever offend him. Yeah, and hilarious. always forgiving no matter what you did. Yeah. So, you, you know, sometimes a person would not need to read. A book or, or be like so legalistic about their relationship with the Lord because you'll have people walk it out yeah. and I think that is the number one goal especially with raising children and one of the things I wanted to ask you what are the challenges with raising biracial children having a biracial family have you ever come into any uh, maybe challenges, obstacles, and how do you relay that to them that, you know, there's, the world can sometimes be unkind, and, and heads up, seven up, you're, you're raising uh, your son, who is half black, and we're in a, a hashtag Black Lives Matter. You know, Eliana more so embraces it. Like, she's all, oh, look at Nina. They, they, they represented us very well, and I'm all like, who? And she's all, and she colors uh, people and when she colors the people they're black and you're like I don't see her mm -hmm. uh, any color I don't see him any color you know uh, so I'm like baffled their interpretations because when Elijah drew he didn't draw like that yeah like with uh, darker crayons um, when I first had Elijah or I think I was pregnant with him and my thought that told me um, not everybody's going to love Elijah like you love Elijah. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. And he was all, Elijah's biracial. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. And that was like, what? What do you, what? Like, it was just, why would you even say that? Yeah. But I, I was so um, naive. Naive into how Curtis was treated mm -hmm. that I, I, I couldn't put the two together, you know, like I didn't know racism. That was not your experience. Yeah. That was not my experience. And my thought that being old school, he knew how it was. And he so, lived, he lived in a time where there was still segregation. Yeah. So he knew, and that's what he meant. Like, not everybody is going to feel the same way about right. Elijah as we do. Right. Um, and I think the only 
instance we had with Elijah is when uh, I think he was in fourth grade and somebody talked about him being black. Yeah. And right away I wanted to just go to the school and snatch that little kid up. Yeah. But then I had to think if I get crazy and Elijah sees me and then Elijah sees the expression on my face, he's not going to trust me to tell me anything else. Right. Because he's going to be Because he's such a peacemaker. Yeah. He's so like, it's like almost Tata and him, they're cross paths in this world. Yeah. But he's so inherited, like, so yeah. much of Tata's uh, personalities. And then you turn around and marry somebody who's, like, a Tata number two. Yeah, I who's know. Who's, like, yes. the slowest patient, most <laughs> loving guy. I'm all like, what? So you dig those kind of values because, number one, you're attracted to them, and then you you breed them. Yeah, my Tata was my favorite person. Right. <laughs> um, so. How'd you I... break that down to him? Or did he even realize what happened? Elijah. I think he realized it because he came and told me about it. Yeah. So he knew it was wrong. Yeah. To bring it up to you. Yeah. So I just told him, um, just ignore mm-hmm. what she said. Um, did you talk to the teacher or the principal? I did not. Um, I didn't even know about this. I said, there's going to be... Some people who are going to be very ugly. I had to break it down into fourth grade. Break uh, it down. Uh, you the know, words like, that you used for him to his for his level to understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, people are going to say ugly things. It it might hurt your feelings. I said, but you can't let somebody's opinion about you bother you. They're right. just words. It's just an opinion. It doesn't change who you are. And Elijah has that talent to let stuff roll off his shoulders. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that there's children in his schools, in the elementary, especially junior high and high school, Mm -hmm. that some of the children can be unkind. Some of the children can be, like, raised in ignorant homes. And, you know, Elijah's in a community where there's not a lot of black people here. No. You know, Curtis is, like, the number one black dude in the community everybody loves him but you know you're still there's not a lot of your culture represented here yes i am the meatball in a vegetarian lasagna platter there you go (laughs) and even when he was in preschool they used to tease him about his weight and um i told him too and i said look sometimes when other kids are feeling ugly inside. Yes. They want to make someone else feel ugly mm-hmm. because that makes them feel better. Right. And I said, just ignore them, walk away, play with somebody else. Mm-hmm. But I was dying inside. Dying. You know, I was, I, I, oh my gosh, I was so hurt right. that somebody would say that to him. And I've always told Elijah to be a leader and not a follower. Mm-hmm. I said people are going to like you a lot more if you're just your genuine self. Right. And this kid embraces everything about himself. <laughs> yeah. And he's a big dude. I mean, he's overweight. But he'd be going out for the track and field team and getting on the teams and throwing those whatever that thing that, that they throw. To, it's also in the Olympics. But, like, to have. Shot put. Yeah. 
to have such that confidence instilled in him that like I am who I am. I, I may not be perfect, but I'm going to, I'm going to rock this yeah. childhood. Like I'm going to live it full blown. Like he's already planning all the stuff he's going to do when, when we're out of uh, lockdown. And he said, Nina, you're not going to see me a lot because I'm going to go hang out with my friends, but he's definitely a leader and yeah. he doesn't, let being biracial it doesn't phase him nor does he want to be the one to be like oh i'm gonna represent the black people you know i'm i'm gonna be me i'm gonna represent elijah and elijah just happens to be biracial and it's so weird because i've i don't see them as being biracial right i don't i yeah i don't see because yeah. let Eliana a, will be Oh, Nina, guess where we went yesterday? We went to go see my black side of my family. And I'm all like, what? You know? <laughs> she told Curtis, hey, Daddy, did you enjoy hanging out with your black side of your family? Yeah, and she's like, just so No, she like, said, did you, hang, uh, did you enjoy hanging out with your chocolate family? With your chocolate family, <laughs> her interpretation. And, and uh, she embraces it. You know, to Elijah, I think he's more of a Latino. And he's oh, more yeah. uh, more of, I don't know, he's just Elijah. He's not trying to be put in any certain category. Yeah. I can't even he, say he's more black or more yeah. Latino. He's yeah. just Elijah. He's he just, just, and he loves Latino. the culture that that's around here. The, the What's all the food he eats? The uh, Mediterranean. The Mediterranean yeah. food. And he's always trying to buy uh, these desserts and have me try them. I'm like, I just can't. Like, I'm from Oxnard. We don't venture out too much when it comes to food, you know? Eliana had an issue with a little girl in kindergarten. Do you remember? Lily? Jackie. Jackie. Do you remember, babe? And Jackie... Because um, uh, Eliana has her own style. She's cool. Yes. She just, you know, yeah, wears whatever she wants yeah. to wear. Matching is not a priority because no. she's very style. She's an artist. She's an yeah. artist. She said yeah. not so, everything has to match. Yeah. That's her favorite thing. So... She wore really something well. to school, and Jackie picked on her, mm-hmm. and Eliana was devastated. Yeah. And, I'm going to get you, Jackie. And I told Eliana, do you want me to go throw sand in Jackie's eyes, because I'll do it. Right. And she was a mom, but I really <laughs> wanted to throw sand in Jackie's <laughs> eyes. So I had to talk to Eliana, and... um. But ever since Eliana's been a baby... Yeah. I, I've always put her in the mirror and made her repeat, I'm beautiful, yeah. I'm pretty, and I'm so, yeah. so smart. So every time she goes in the mirror, she says that. Yeah. And to make sure she's developing that self-confidence that maybe we weren't uh, yeah, I definitely, cultivated as yeah. children. It wasn't cultivated in us with our parents. Yeah, no. You'd be like, you is kind, <laughs> you is small. You know, that wasn't, uh, they didn't break it down too much growing up. And to see her just thrive in her own identity and be yeah. so confident, I'm all like, give me some of that, girl. I want oh, some. Yeah. yeah, I want some. She's not. I mean, she's shy at the beginning, but once she gets to know you, she's like, you know, your best friend. Yeah. So, yeah, you. I just have always instilled in my kids that they're just great people and mm-hmm. opinion of, I wish somebody would have told me that other opinions of me didn't matter. Right. Because that's what jacked me up. Right. Um, so that's what I instill in them is people's opinion about you is not going to change who you are. Do you work on your... Uh, 
how you see yourself, how you value yourself, your self-esteem. Like, oh, d- every day. D- like with having a daughter who's just like in her own. Like, if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. Take it or leave it. I'm going to be me. Does it... Uh, does it teach you things about like to embrace yourself? Oh yeah, as, as a woman, yeah. as as being beautiful. There's talented? times where I feel great, like I feel like I'm beautiful mm-hmm. and having the best day ever. Right. Um, I have makeup on and I'll have just a great day. Mm-hmm. And then there are times where I don't have makeup on and I feel beautiful and I'm having a great day. And then there's times where I'm just like, I don't want to talk bus. to nobody because I don't want nobody to like think of any, like think any way about me mm-hmm. or um, I just don't feel good that day. Mm-hmm. And so I'm learning. I'm learning how to just always feel how I felt when I was having a good day. And like to have a husband who adores you, who yeah. who just will follow you until yeah, the baby. end of the earth. Yeah. You know, how do, how do you balance that out? Her insecurities, you know, yes, she's in charge of, uh, uh, of her wholeness and letting the Lord heal her in that area. But how do you contribute as a husband to be like, hey, babe, you're sexy. You just don't even trip. I love you. I'm the only one. Who, who's going to take care of you in that way. So, you know, let's rock this thing together. <clears throat> well, I just, I honestly just freely, honestly, and as often as I damn well please, mm-hmm. tell her how I feel. Tell her how much I adore her. Mm-hmm. How beautiful she is to me. Mm-hmm. Whether she is in the mood to hear it or not. Yeah. Whether she's in the mood to accept it or not. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, eventually, I know she will hear me. Right. But, you know, that's it. But I've told you, like, eventually, yeah. one day I hope I feel um, Your identity the same way about are. me as you feel. Like, one day I want to love me like you love me. It's a process, too. And I think women, you know, we tend to uh, suffer from low low self-esteem more so than men. I think men tend to be over self-esteem and, you know, they're they're they think they're. Their confidence is just a little over the top sometimes. And women like we're just. We suffer naturally from self-esteem and it uh, and our worth, and it's a it's such a lifelong process, you know, and it's something that's so important to work on, especially when you have children and a daughter, because mm-hmm. you never want to to implement or or pass on your deficits, because the Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made, and you know I think we rob ourselves of of grasping the fact of the Lord's love for us. Nothing can yeah. stand in the way from that. You know, it, we, he, from the highest mountain to the, to the depths of the sea, that's how much he loves us forever and ever and, and our self-worth in that. And I think uh, your journey is evolving. You know, you can tell 
she's evolving, especially uh, Pastor put us on a fast, and he offered us a fast in January, and I think with, you know, your issues in the garage and how you go and, and, and uh, how, how the enemy is just sometimes relentless, I think new levels, new devils. Yeah. You yeah. know, because we didn't experience some of that before. So you're on a new level. Yeah. And there's just going to be new challenges to that because when God pushes you to the forefront <clears throat> and, and you're able to just be a blessing as a model to these children, uh, like we said, Elijah's friends, you know, the, uh, most of their parents, not if not all, they're not married. They don't live in the same house. And how sometimes his friends may just trip out like, oh, dude, your mom and dad, not only do they live in the same house and still married, they like each other. They have fun. That's mind-blowing. Like Ethan, when they were here watching The Joker, Ethan was all, it's so comfortable here. Can I move in? And I was like... <laughs> Oh my God! High five, Curtis. We did it. High five. Right. <laughs> and I I'll take that battle cat. And I think it's uh, you don't know how you come across to people. Yeah. Like in your daily walk and your daily relationship with each other, you never know how people are interpreting it, and you never know what a blessing you are to some people just by being yourselves just by being the happy guy who walks his daughter to school every day and talks to everybody and high five dad high five dad girl dad and and to have uh to see cookie's relationship with her son like they are like it's just them two in the room there's no bales matters like they have this connection and i think it's so benefiting to see the different styles of relationship that you have with your children and the way that Eliana gravitates toward her dad. And and she will find her self-worth in how her dad validates her. Yeah. And everybody else is going to be the measuring stick to Curtis. And every other woman is going to be the measuring stick to, to Elijah's mom. And how you walk that out daily. And I don't think you guys give yourself the credit. You know, or take the time to pause and say, whew, we still got these kids with a roof over their head. You know, they got nice clothes on and, you know, they they need for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a, a moment. Sometimes you just need to step back and say, yep, money ain't coming in regularly. We got this darn uh, coronavirus and, you know, the flower shops right now not thriving. But look. I think we're successful. Yeah, we're 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 right up there with the millionaires. We, as a matter of fact, we're we're kind of in a better place because we got the peace. Yeah, you know, and we've stood some rough patches, and we can sit back and say, you know, let me exhale, let me let me at least enjoy what we've created, and I think that comes with being on lockdown. You know, there's 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 a better connection. Even though we struggle financially, we struggle with like, you know, just trying to keep the children in the house because they want to go outside. Yeah. You know, so where do you see your, your, your family or is there any like goals set that you have for your family? Like, where do you see yourselves in five years? You know, your children, you know, your son will (laughs) be off quarantine. Your son will be like graduating. (laughs) My boy will be graduating high school. Three years he graduates high school. Four years she graduates um, elementary. 
I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, my plans are to move out of state. Yeah. But those are my plans. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your quote? Thought they'll always the say when we plan. The plans of mice and men are off to go astray. Right. Um, and I've learned not to make plans without uh, God. Amen. Because it just, if, if it's rushed, if God's not in it, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, those are my plans. But I don't know what the Lord has for me or where he wants me to be. Um, but I, I plan on getting my balloon business going or... Um, um, I want to be in corporate, corporate, uh, companies, mm-hmm. um, with your balloon business, with, with balloon your party business. business and Curtis, yeah. he has his own business. Curtis, what's your business? Sugar Brown's barbecue. Sugar Brown's barbecue. Catering. Um, C- catering. Yeah. It's, it's my happy place. So, so that's, yeah. Yeah. That's where that's where I want to be. I want to get um, my kids a house, and um, so those are those are long term goals. The balloon business is a short term goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, buying a house within the next five years would be pretty realistic. Amen. Yeah, um, Very much so. So yeah, Curtis, where do you, what's your goal for your family in the next five years? My goal for my family in the next five years is having a house, having my, my ha, having my kids the ability to have their own backyard to go out to. Yeah, that's cool. You know, uh, upstairs would be great. Probably pushing it, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> but serious to go. Um, that's that's my that's my goal. That's my goal. My goal is to, you know, make sure we're in a nice area, we're comfortable, we don't have to worry about all of that weirdness and right. racism that we were talking about before, you know. Right. How do you handle that, by the way? For me, uh, you know, okay, so it's, you know, with my son, I, con, with my son, considering he's a boy, considering he's uh, you know, my firstborn, and I i really wanted to make sure he understood, for lack of better terms, his blackness, so to speak, as far as how the world was going to treat him and what was going to happen. And, right. You know, and, and, and I didn't necessarily go about that the, the best way, but it was also a, you know, I felt like I was in a race because... You know, he's growing up, and I don't want him to be surprised by this stuff. I'd much rather tell him and teach Heads him up. at a time. Heads up. This yeah, is exactly. how society can be sometimes. Exactly. But, uh, you know, and, you know, and, and, uh, without scaring him. Yeah, without scaring him. And, uh, unfortunately, he had to have a experience when I picked him up early from school and brought him home, and somebody thought we were robbing our house. Yes. That was hilarious. Um, what happened? Yeah, they. This guy thought he was riding by on his bike, and he. I parked to let Elijah out, and he pulled up, and he said, "He said to me, and I quote, you look like you're burglarizing today. Are you burglarizing today?'" 
Yeah, I just kind of lost it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's the whole thing, and the cops came, but I walk around my neighborhood all the time. I talk to everybody. Yes. Hence the reason I talk to everybody when I'm around. To set the tone. One, to set the tone, and two, to make sure everybody sees me and knows I'm here. Right, right. Because if anything happens to happen or come about, I want to make sure somebody has somebody knows me and knew of me. Yes. So I walked around all the time. So when the when the police came and the sergeant came and the captain right. came, everybody knew me. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, what's the problem? I see him all the time. He called the cops on Curtis and I called the cops on him. That's right. Yeah. It was, it was, it Tag was, team back yeah, again. It was, a, it was a cop triangle. Right. But, um, you know. Harassment. They're I like, just, oh, hey, what's up, Curtis? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I said, I, everybody, I talk to everybody. I never know who I'm speaking to. But I've always been told, I've always been taught, be careful of the leg you trip today. Because it may be long to the ass you kiss tomorrow. Right. That's a good quote. Yeah. Take it with you. Right. <laughs> Do you guys want more children? Yeah. Are you open to it? Yeah. Oh, did I answer too fast? Yeah. yeah Dad wants oh, them and Mom Paws. Yeah. Seeing how the one she's the one that's going to have to carry them in the womb. Let's let Curtis carry them. I mean... You carry him in the womb, I'll take care of him in the tomb. Hey, I think about hey. having a baby, and I think about just how it was when I first had Elijah. I didn't have any responsibilities, just him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be hard to have another one and have to work and yeah, have to take care of the kids. And not some, I mean, they're pretty independent, but you know trying to divide the attention between three kids um is it difficult to divide it with two at the beginning it was i've learned how to um because they're they're, they've got distance and age and that's what made it that helps it it helps but it also makes it harder because you have to give the smaller child the attention that a small child needs and a smaller child tends to get the quantity as an older child gets the quality there you know? we go. I'll, yeah. I'll take that. It I'll was hard that. at the beginning because I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know how to divide my time between a newborn baby and a seven-year-old. And like, then it was scary right. to to know that you're going to give your attention to a newborn, and knowing that you've been giving all your attention to what you've known as number one, right. you know, your supreme being for right. all this time, and all of a sudden now it's like. Uh, gotta, gotta share go dad gotta now. share mom you know so it's yeah it's 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 rough it's it's not a did elijah embrace easy. being an older brother having a baby how did he take that um i well when i first had her and i would do baby talk to her i kind of caught elijah looking at me really sad and i was like oh shoot how am i gonna do this um like, I want to give attention to Eliana, but I don't want him to feel like I just pushed him to the side. Left out. So I had to start including him. Um, like, with bath time, he would pick out the clothes she was going to wear for the day. Yeah. Or uh, pick out a toy we were going to play with. Or, right. You know, just include him in in that way but then with Eliana I had postpartum depression so me and her I wasn't connected to her right 
uh, like I was with Elijah when he was born. So that took, um, that was pretty hard. Um, How long did that last? That lasted, I want to say maybe two months. Did you talk to like a doctor about it or? or no, you... no, I didn't talk to anybody about it because I felt like if I said something that they were going to take her away from me, Right. they were going to take them away from me. So when I went to my six week um, checkup, she was like, are, the doctor said, are you feeling any um, attachment issues or disconnection? Mm. Or, and I said, yeah, I, I told her, I feel like if I go to the store, um, I don't need to come back. Right, right. Like that was the the depression. Yeah, the postpartum. And I said, like my husband is, he takes care of the kids good. Like I can just leave and never come back. You know. Right. Like, um. Then Eliana had jaundice, and she was like a freaking crybaby. You know, and um, I. I just remember, like, God, I don't know if I can do this because <laughs> Elijah was so good. Right. And uh, so uh, she would be crying, and Curtis, she was with everybody. And I remember sitting on the couch, and um, I told my dad, just give her to me. So he gave her to me, and she stopped crying. Right. And I, w- and I started crying, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, why, thinking in my head, why don't I feel the same way mm-hmm. about you? Yeah. And that is just something that I regret. And, like, if I were to have another baby, it would probably be to try to make up to what right. I didn't have with Eliana. Right. Um, and that's not fair. Did you come to the conclusion, though, to make peace about it, that Eliana lacks nothing? Um. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Working on that? I'm working on that. Yeah. Did you ever like know about postpartum prior no. to even experiencing it? No. So you didn't know anything about it? I didn't know about it until the doctor told me what I was going through yeah. six weeks into it. And like uh, for it, that season being far off now, looking back, retrospective, uh, do you, um, shoot, what was I going to say? How do you like process that? Like, to like knowing that uh, you survived it, it was real, but like that other women go through that. Like it, you weren't on an island alone. I mean, a oh, lot yeah. of women just don't talk about it until, it, you know, later on. And you're like, wait a minute. I had postpartum depression. Yeah. Too. I think it was like, uh, it was Jessica or something. Like you guys were talking about that one time and you just feel so alone in it. Yeah. And I think we're scared because we love our kids. We don't want right. to hurt them, but there's this, there's something that yeah. is not clicking. Right. Um, and a lot of guilt comes with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, we're scared to talk about it. Right. Because there's a stigma. I'm a horrible mom. There's a stigma you know? about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then the doctor said, how come you didn't tell me I could have gave you medication or something? And oh, I'm God. Like, well, that would have really made me leave. You, yeah. I been Cookie doesn't take no medicine. Tylenol's pushing it. But even my dad was like, because I would cry too. <clears throat> How come I don't feel a, a certain way towards her? And he was like, you guys are going to be best friends. Right. And we are, you know. Got uh, Friday date night. <laughs> Every Friday. It's mom and Eliana. 
Kurt, got anything? I to... do. Backtracking a little bit um, to as far as how to balance when it comes to two kids. Mm -hmm. That's another important thing. You got to have, when you have a, if you've already got one child and you're about to have another one, you got to have date days or nights with your firstborn to make sure that they still know. Check their pulse. That you're important, that they're important to you. Right. And some, you know, obviously because there's the baby there, you can't do it together. So that means mom will have to have one and dad will have to have one. Right, right. But that's just how it will have to be. This will probably go on for maybe three months. We did it for three. <laughs> My son, Elijah, told me one day, he goes, you know, he saw Father's Day and Mother's Day, and he goes, Dad, when is Sunday? <laughs> and he had to be about maybe three. <laughs> and I said, oh, Sunday, it's after Saturday and right before Monday. So he goes, no, not Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> and that was like a day just for S -O -N. sons. Yeah, so... We made it, and we would go out, and we would go and do little things and whatnot. And that was even before Eliana. He's all, can I get a day? Yeah. Like, Elijah's all, hey, Mom, want to go take a ride and just talk? Right. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely very open. Communicating skills are, like, on point for both of, for both yeah. of them, you know? Take after their dad a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I talk a lot. I talk a lot. Just a little bit. Oh. Just a little bit. Closing and closing. To the, to the married people out there who are struggling, they are on that struggle bus. What would you say to them that could just like encourage them and, and just like offer your, your, your most authentic advice to them, especially right now? I mean, marriages are, they're definitely on uncharted territory. Like, what would you tell them? Communicate. I would just say don't give up. Mm -hmm. You got just please fight, especially if you have kids. Um, just fight for your marriage. Uh, pray about it, mm -hmm. because sometimes it's just easier to just throw in the towel. Um, to make yourself feel good, but at the end of the day, you have little people who are gonna suffer. Right. Um, and I know they say, you know, it's better to just be apart than to bring it, you know, be arguing in front of the kids. Mm -hmm. But if you want to argue, go to the room. I remember my Nana and Tata, I don't, they never argued. Right. In front, I never knew them to have an argument. And if they did, they were in the room, I guess, because they never had a disagreement in front of us. Right. And if they did, they made it into like a joke or something. Right. Um, yeah, I can't remember my mom and dad fighting. My all. biggest <laughs> thing was, is just please don't give up. Don't give up. Because you're never going to know what happens on the other side. Sticking it out has its rewards. It does. Definitely. Definitely. It does. It's because in marriage, it. there's always this like the toughest time and it's kind of like uh, like I don't even know how to explain it it's just you're gonna hurt it's gonna be painful mm -hmm. it's probably painful right now but if you just get through it it's kind of like breaking through like a a wall you know it's like hiking it's just like hiking 
you know, when you're hiking up that mountain and you get to that middle spot where it kind of evens out and you're like, and then you see that there's that there's more a mountain to go. A lot of times you're like, I'm not going up there. Forget it. Forget it. Because mm-hmm. it's hard. Because it's hard. But the people that made it to the top of that mountain, the conversation that they're able to have, mm-hmm. you you have you you can't touch those. Yeah. You want to be able to touch that. And you have those skills for the remainder of your relationship, remainder of your marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To to see that, like we stuck it out. And we, I think you die to your flesh because you're a team. Yeah. There's no I anymore. And you're you're like submitted to each other. And it's so easy to just jab and do the low blow. Well, that was my biggest thing is I didn't know how to compromise. I didn't want to compromise. Yeah. Because I was always doing my own thing for so long. Very independent. And then to, and then to compromise with my kids because I want to parent my kids my own way right and i don't want curtis to tell them anything right that is what i had to learn and you're working on that and i'm working on that it's a process yeah because they're his dad too because curtis mean, is all like those are my children too and and as naturally as a dad they're more uh, i don't want to use the word strict but they're more uh strict um they offer that structure that perhaps yeah. mom's a little more lenient in and and you know yeah. and the, you guys balance each other out yeah because i'm working on that that strict stuff is not it does yeah. it's there's a time and place for it there is but for the most part it's not a time or a place slow down you guys will be better people i think me and curtis are better people because you stuck it out because mm-hmm. we stuck it out mm-hmm. and you really me and curtis are best friends we're yeah. back to yeah. how we were. Yeah. And bottom line, the devil wants those marriages. So yeah. you got to really fight for them because that was one of the first things that the Lord created within those six days was Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that Very was the true. format. That was the formula. He wasn't, he didn't, he didn't um, create mother-in-law and father-in-law or or he created the husband and the wife first, and it set the tone for all of humanity, even though they messed up. But they are still the example yeah. that is set. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be empty nesters sooner than later. Like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, so you got to take care of each they other. Get back to each other, and if, if they, it's almost like it's you and yeah, me against the world. It is because our kids are going to get married and go away and give us grandbabies. So I got to look at your face every day. Mm-hmm. And you can't and do it on your own. God's nope. need, God needs to be involved in your relationship. And remember, Absolutely. remember, um, Dr. taught me this one. Or it might have been Nana. It was one of them. I don't know. They taught me a lot. Anywho. And um, one of the things that they said is always work out your differences before you go to sleep. Before you go to sleep. Because when you're in bed angry upset and turned away from each other back to back you know what's going on the devil is laying in the middle of your bed laughing and admiring the work that he just did right i just put a crack in their heart don't let them do that yeah because uh tough times don't last no you know because what's going on now whatever you're bickering about today give it 30 days give it a week Whatever's going on right now that's hard to accept with each other, it's not even going to be. 
uh, uh, next year. You're yeah. like, oh man, I, I should have, you know, compromised a little more, you know. It was hard to accept this Corona stuff not too long ago. <clears throat> right. Just now stick we're it all, out. Just now we're all sitting in the house comfortably. Stick it out and see what's on the other side of Just this make peace with each other. Battle. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks to the 